Not Exactly Radio with you again. We're about, okay, not quite halfway through the year, but we're going to give you our halfway through the year list anyway, because fuck it, you know? It's been a weird time. We're trying to keep it together, uh, losing it. I'm losing it. Everyone's losing it. I don't know. Anyways, hey, it's your boy, Benny K, and... Uh, Tony, halfway on the highway to hell of 2020. Oh. Tony. Tony, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, since we're all in quarantine and Kevin's got nothing better to do than hang out with our loser asses, welcome back to the show, Kevin Gesme. I mean, I have a lot of better things to do. Have you seen my record collection? It's still disorganized. (laughs) I just downloaded uh, GTA V because that was free. Ooh, apparently okay. through the store. Oh. I really hope that's worth it, and I shouldn't just be replaying San Andreas because that's, like, the best GTA, in my opinion. But, you okay. know, uh, we're not here for video game hot takes. We're here for music <laughs> hot takes. We are here for music hot takes. What is up? We're here with the halfway. You can't see it, but I'm putting up the the quotation marks halfway point of the year uh and we want to kind of talk about some awesome music that we think dropped this year in 2020 already only five months into it well five and a half we'll say six just to make it sound better mm-hmm. uh i mean it's close so enough. yeah and you know enough. who knows if uh these albums are still fresh in our mind at the end of the year when yeah it's a good reminder lists so that is a that's a very good point it is very true. good point uh Yes, absolutely. So we got some good ones for you, and I actually I did I did a dick move today. Today, the day of, like three hours, four hours before recording, uh, I decided to change the album that I wanted to talk about uh, with three and a half hours before recording time. So, guys, I would like to apologize because I know you guys listened to my album that I talked about uh, this last past week or this past week here, and then I changed it on you. So <laughs> that's that's me. That's my bad. That's my bad. It's I fine. had an epiphany. I got I had five songs into it, so... Okay, that's just fine. That's all you need. I'll talk about it. Don't you worry <laughs> about it. It's okay. So, with that said, what we're trying to do right now is tell you our favorite albums that have been released from this year so far. And I know there's a lot of things coming out later on this year that could be possibly uh, making the rounds, getting the getting to the, the big our, our big list of album of the year. But right now, I think uh, we're going to talk about our albums of the year so far Tony, how about you start us off? Uh, I uh, picked a large album um, from a big artist, Tame Impala, who is going to play Pfizer. Did that get canceled? I feel like every show in existence is canceled, so I don't remember one. If if the show wasn't, like, predicted to be, like, towards uh, September... I assume it's either been canceled or postponed until after that. So yeah, Tame Impala, the guy that makes these beats <laughs> and then plays basically indie rock over them, um, it's really kind of exploded uh, since to 2015's current. So now, now he's going to the Pfizer Forum and uh, his release this year didn't uh, disappoint um, for me. This little rush is very good, filled with all these interesting beats, all these interesting moments, uh, and I've just gotten kind of lost into it. I hardly know any of the lyrics. Um, I just <laughs> can identify songs by the beats and the paths they take. It doesn't even matter if I, you know, just the way that he crafts melodies. I don't even really care what he's singing about half the time. Um, mm-hmm. I just grab my own meaning from it, and so it's 
nice and it's lengthy and I usually I don't care for lengthy but it's just the way that this goes through so many different sounds uh, it keeps my attention somehow for yeah actually hour. Amber wanted me to Amber wanted me to tell you that she loved your pick for the album of the year so far because she's been digging that album a lot too right now like when we're sitting here working at home uh, I hear that album mostly blasting from her area of the apartment when yeah. we're doing our thing yeah, uh, yeah I, see, I see I see the friend activity on Spotify I see uh, oh, yeah. I got another t- uh, a tame head or uh, Impala head what do we call <laughs> ourselves Impala head like you're so far you're so f- much into tame Impala that you're actually driving an Impala you're like I fucking yeah. love this band so fucking much <laughs> The Impala Tamers, maybe? I don't know. The Impala Tamers. Like, it's just like you actually found an Impala out in the wild and then you tamed it by riding in it. You just get into the car and it's like, no! And it starts revving its engine. You're like, no, easy girl, easy. It's okay. Ah! I think, and then, I think it's named after an actual animal, right? Is an Impala an animal? Oh. Yes, an Impala is an animal. It's like, <laughs> it's like the deer on the uh, Sahara. Like, they got the oh, okay. straight antlers. But I also yeah, but I like, like the Chevy Impala. I mean, it's a classic uh, drug dealer car. <laughs> I like to, but I also like to imagine a wild car in the wild and no, forest and stuff, and someone had to tame it. Back when and, uh, yeah, I could buy drugs. Back when uh, Rick and Morty was funny, they would have probably done an episode like that. <laughs> they had one Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty had one bad episode, and Tony fucking hates him. <laughs> you know, I was just like, yeah, maybe did I grow out of this? Well, the problem is when you're like contracted to make a hundred it's gonna start making yeah. duds <laughs> right oh yeah for sure for sure um God, it's, so. it's weird that they're making 100 episodes but then they're only doing like eight episode seasons anyways yeah we're that, not here to talk about tv shows either that that dan Harmon's probably just hoping on the apocalypse so he doesn't have to finish freaking morty <laughs> by the end fair enough fair um, enough um so yeah before we leave before we leave Tame Impala, what are some of your favorite tracks? Uh, let's see. Which ones did I specifically heart? Uh, Borderline. See, that's one of the mm-hmm. ones where I do under- hear some of the words. And again, it just crafts a really good melody over a beat that I really enjoy. Uh, Breathe Deeper, Lost in Yesterday. Those are my three highlight ones. And Lost in Yesterday all- was one I like super dug on. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. Um, and then the opening track was a really good, like, he was just talking about, um, cause the nice thing is when you get, you know, bigger artists and stuff, genius is a lot of fun because they really annotate the shit out of it. And just, it was really interesting listening to the process of one more year about how the main yeah. beat was the only thing that stayed through the whole thing, but that song was hmm. working on a long time. So dig, dig interesting. That's some good stuff. Tony, I'm, I'm glad I got to listen to your choice. I actually, it's kind of funny. I'll wait until after Kevin says his choice, but I really like there's some similarities in the albums that both of you picked, and I, 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 that kind of made me change my mind on my album. Um, going on to uh, my album, I picked uh, As We Go Wandering by Possessed by Paul James. Uh, this one dropped uh, January 30th, I believe, earlier this year. And uh, the thing, uh, Possessed by Paul James, he actually got the name from... Uh, his grandfather's name was Paul and his dad's middle name was James and like the meaning behind it was like that we're all kind of in this together so he like took um, uh, from his grandfather and his father and like himself uh, made it into himself and this kind of like ended together Um, 
A story, a fun story that I have about uh, Conrad, who is the uh, the man behind Possessed by Paul James. Uh, he came to Green Bay twice when I lived up there, and I didn't really hear his music. I just saw a poster for it because it was uh, his show was going on at the bar across the road from where I worked at the time. And I worked at this pizza place, and so I started listening to his music. I really got into it, but I couldn't make it to his first show because uh, I had to work. Um, but then, when I was working, I saw this man come up to the bar, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the fucking dude. That's fucking Conrad right there. So what I did is I started playing his music on our little, like, radio system that we have there, uh, and I was looking to see if I got a reaction from him. So I play his music, and I got nothing from this guy. I'm like, this guy, it, it, must, not, it must not be this guy. So I just, like, moved on and did my own thing. But later on that night, the bartender was like, hey, there was a dude at the bar who was asking who played the music. And he was so curious because he's like, it's my fucking music. Why, why is this being played at this bar? And I'm like, motherfucker is so humble. <laughs> motherfucker is so humble. He didn't even, like, look around and be like, wow, someone's playing this music. And I think him being humble like that kind of translates really well into his music. Uh, another background uh, of about Conrad Wirth, the guy behind Possessed by Paul James, he's a special ed teacher from Texas, and recently he's taken his tour uh, to give to have a chance to talk about uh, public education and the struggle, uh, the struggle that's been going through of being a teacher, whether it's being underpaid, uh, undersupported, or watching kids struggle with family issues. It's all been really hard on him. It's actually um, this last tour that he's been doing, he's been showing his movie, this movie uh, documentary called When It Breaks. And unfortunately, due to COVID-19, he had to stop that tour because it was actually going to come back through Chicago and Milwaukee. Um, and I'm really sad that it didn't come through. Um, as we go wandering might be the most appropriate statement to describe his entire music catalog, actually. Uh, some of his songs might be fiddle-heavy, fast-paced, while other songs are like gentle and like a nice little soothing guitar. Um, the messages behind each song ranges from family, travel, struggles, love, and of course, uh, public education. Uh, now, he released an album seven years ago uh, in 2013 called There Will Be Nights When I'm Lonely, and the album was a cry for help because of, uh, because uh, it is, or it was and still is a fight for the better educational system uh, for teachers and more importantly, the students. Um, now, after, like I said, after seven years, and he actually had two vocal surgeries in between the albums. Uh, Conrad released As We Go Wandering, which is more surrounded about pe- surrounded around peace. Uh, like, uh, in 2013, the album was more of like a fight, a struggle between uh, getting a better education, uh, or a better educa- education system, uh, whereas this one is a call for like all those warriors fighting, all those teachers fighting to just come home and rest and be at peace and uh, like know that they're still fighting the good fight, but they, they, they have the option to rest right now. Um, and the album itself is actually riddled still with, uh, with a call to, for a stronger educational system. And I think uh, that's a very important thing that uh, some people, you know, some people realize it is a very important thing. Uh, and Conrad takes it to another level where he is like on the front lines in the education system. And uh, it's pretty cool to see this whole thing kind of blow up because it's just like, if you meet this guy, super nice dude, uh, and super down to earth, and just like he is willing to talk to you about anything and have a discussion with you, and uh, it's just it's just really cool what he did. Sorry, I kind of rambled for a while. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's your boy. That's how we thought of it. We were trying to get him on before. Uh, I feel it's great to 
great of you to be a super fan for somebody that is really, you know, DIY, really down in the mm. trenches of this mm. music thing. So it's cool uh, that you brought him to us. Like, now I get to be familiar with his music, too. This one's a really mm. introspective one from the th- stuff I was listening to. Um, yeah. Uh, my baseball video game was pissing me off, so I turned it off because uh, it was just too somber, and I had to turn it up a notch. Still lost anyways, though, so who gives a shit? Fair, fair. Um, I got but you. yeah, it was just, he is a very talented man, so it's just more good music from him. Oh, absolutely. And his live shows, I mean, I know, I'm sorry, I've only seen this guy live once, but like... It was like unbelievable, like hearing what he does in an album and then seeing that he's like a one man band and then seeing him do it live. It's just like the energy is still there, even if he doesn't have a full band with him. It's just absolutely insane. Um, and like it's really surpri- surprising that he could, uh, you know, go through two vocal surgeries and still have that range with his voice. And I think actually maybe that's why this one is kind of a slower pace. I shouldn't say slower pace, but like more of a peaceful album because of those two vocal surgeries, trying to get back into uh, a rhythm that he can get back into the. Uh, uh, there will be nights when I'm lonely kind of era Um, some strong tracks for me on this one were Be At Rest When It Breaks, As We Go Wandering which focus a lot around the um, uh, educational system thing that I was talking about Uh, and then I also really enjoy the song I'm So Good At Absolutely Nothing uh, because it's just a fun song it's just a fun song uh, to listen to and I feel like you know in the midst of war and uh, fighting for ex- fighting for the the right thing, you still have to have time to you know breathe and have some fun. Yep. Yeah. Shit. Sorry. I mean, I took. I didn't. Okay. Well, I know we're we're going. <laughs> Don't apologize. Way past time. It's we're fine. Going way past time. <laughs> and that's and that's why I chose like okay my my other album was going to be Spanish love songs Brave Faces everyone but we'll talk about that in a little bit I I just I had to I had to go I had to go with this one Kevin what was yours uh, taking a cue from the latest Martin Scorsese film uh, the line it is what it is Thundercats <laughs> newest album uh, Thundercats been a musician that I've been told to listen to by many many different people uh and i just never really got around to it uh so when he put out a new album this year and uh had a kind of a memeified music video that came out with it uh earlier uh yeah that was fun dragon ball Reg <laughs> for those which is one of my favorite songs off the album but like yeah just getting into it uh it's it's 100% my shit. Not to bring up a different uh, <laughs> thing that we do here on the channel, but uh, like I love a good acid jazz kind of uh, vibe. And like, ba- like to break that down, basically think if uh, a tribe called Quest could use it as a sample, like that's what would fall into that genre of music. And that's basically all that Thundercat is playing here, to the point where like I wouldn't be shocked if I went back through his catalog and found uh, Q-Tip being on uh, a track or something like that. Like, I, it's all great. It's fantastic. It's it's really mellow. Uh, it like plays back and forth between jazz and funk and soul and uh, I know that you brought up 
uh, it kind of having the similar vibe as Tony's pick for album of the year, Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. And listening back to back, it's like if you're looking for a nice, chill weekend uh, afternoon, like putting these two albums back to back, like will give you. Granted, this one's only. Uh, a little over a half hour long, where the Tame Impala one I think is around two hours. But <laughs> it's like an hour and a half. it's like an hour and nine, isn't it? It's an hour. Okay, it's fifty-seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suck it. Um, uh, but actually, that's actually that's actually what I did. Is like when you guys told me the albums you guys were doing, I immediately put on. I think I put on uh, uh, Kevin's first, so I put on Thundercats. Uh, first, and then I then I put on Tame Impala, and that's why I was like, "Holy shit, these albums sound the same." I shouldn't say sound the same, but like they have a yeah. good feeling they, to them. They work really well in tandem with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, super chill, super laid back. Uh, I already mentioned Dragon Ball Durag, but my other favorite song off the album is Black Walls, uh, and that one like when I was first listening through the album, it's like, "Wow, this sounds a lot like." A track that would have been on Childish Gambino's uh, last album, uh, like it's "Awake My Mother" or something like that. Yeah, uh, something like, I, I, I forget what it's called. Uh, and then suddenly, here's Childish <laughs> Gambino yeah. on the track. So <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like I thought he was on one of those tracks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. Uh, that's that's like these two albums that you guys picked actually like remake uh re like i had to think about it in my head that's why i kind of went with a more chill uh chill album uh that i that i really (laughs) needed at this point uh and like i I realized my first choice uh, spanish love songs uh was a little bit depressing and uh and didn't really fit the scheme of what you guys are doing and i know we're not trying to like match what we're trying match each other here or anything like that but i still felt felt it necessary to go with this album instead of the uh, uh, um, Spanish Love Songs album, because I think that's exactly what I needed for this week. N- go ahead. No, no I'm just nodding in agreement. <laughs> okay, I was like, Sorry. I just see nodding. I'm like, I think someone was going to say something. <laughs> no. All right, now we have, we have a new segment for everybody right here, and hopefully we can keep this going as we uh, go on here. And this was kind of a softball shot here. Mm-hmm. Uh at least for this week, uh, we have a thing that we're going to call The Common Corner. That's right, every week we're going to talk about a certain album, uh, and we're going to ask you how you feel about the album and try to talk, try to, try to actually use your words on our show. So that made sense, right? Did that make yeah. a, a oh, sense that in the world? Yeah, that was fantastic. Fantastic. For sure, absolutely. Professional. So this week, this <laughs> totally professional. This week we asked, what is your pick of the year so far? And we got a lot of responses, okay? So, yeah, it was uh, fun. It was a lot of fun, a lot of different music, a lot of different kinds of music, a lot of things that I am not normally listening to, a lot of things that I am normally listening to. Uh, it's been it's been awesome. I'm glad we got to talk about all these. And it's, it's actually like, when you think about it, all these albums that were uh, brought up by people, uh, this is just like a pinch of what actually all came out this year. Uh, but here we are, and it's still like a pretty long list here. I'll get it going. Our good friend Xavier from Iffy Brass, uh, we actually worked with him last September up in the Green Bay Ignite Market. 
Uh, that was a lot of fun doing that. His favorite album so far is Jay Electronica, A Written Testimony. And I got a chance to listen to this album too a little bit and it was really well done and I liked the way it was going. Uh, Xavier says, what I love about A Written Testimony is that, uh, is that exists. Uh, I would never, <laughs> so I don't know how to read sometimes. I never would have expected Jay Electronica would ever actually release an album. I thought he'd just be a gifted lyricist uh, who never came to fruition. So for that reason, Ghost of Soldier Slim is my favorite track because when I first heard it, that's when I finally believed that over after over a decade he actually produced a debut album. That's pretty cool. I remember listening to it. It's a very emotional uh, going through that. I suggest giving that a listen. Yeah, uh, it was one of those things where nobody expected him to uh, release something. <laughs> a lot of fans of his. Because I feel like, like the name's been around forever. Like I can't. Like it feels like Jay Electronic has just always been uh, around, and to like find out that this is the first physical thing that he's put out, like super weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So check out Iffy Brass online at Facebook. Iffy Brass. I F F Y. Xavier's doing great stuff. Yeah, he's doing a lot of good stuff. A lot of cool art, a lot of good writing. Everything's good there. Um, I'm going to talk about Trevor, who's famous for being Ben's cousin. (laughs) (laughs) And he is talking about Psychonaut, Unfold the God Man. Well, that sounds like a really cool, like, fucking uh, DLC for, like, God of War or some shit. It does. Um, It does. So, Psychonaut, Unfold the God Man. I'm going to go ahead and assume this is metal. Let's read the description and find out. Psychonauts album, Unfold the God Man, takes the heaviest, oh, bingo, and most unique riffs (laughs) in the style of bands like Gojira and Mastodon and marries it to a post-metal songwriting template where tracks can build and swerve through wildly different dynamics. Trevor is gunning for that co-hosting job. Oh yeah, no, I have to. I'll talk about that when you're done. When you, there's I'll a, talk about that when you're done. There's a heavy me. progressive rock metal backdrop to the sound that's as much Pink Floyd and atmospherics as it is Tool and rhythm at times. Dude, you can have my job now. Like, I haven't put this much thought in music in a while. Despite that this is their debut, they're as much in command of their sound as they are in their instruments. The album shows technical prowess, imma- immaturity, and maturity. Uh, far, yeah. far beyond what I expected. Not a minute is wasted in the 70-minute 70 70 runtime. Oh, well, yeah. you lost me there. <laughs> Favorite track, The Fall of Consciousness. Again, more God of War downloaded little content. Yeah. Personally, it hits that chocolate and peanut butter combination of post and progressive metal that keeps me coming back. Love it. That is see, a good recommendation. Um, see, that's the thing. Trevor, uh... I know he like I remember I forgot what year I think it was last year he tried to do like uh, listen to like a hundred different new albums each year or mm. something like that um, and he always like tries to keep up with music and I know he's always he, this is this is his shit like I know we have this podcast and everything but I'm sure he could have like a podcast that's, like fucking a hundred times better than this bullshit uh, because hey, of like how much bullshit. okay it's not <laughs> I know I know our bullshit's fun <laughs> I'm sorry I went First too far I was too far you. 
But no, Trevor is very passionate about music. He's always looking for new music. And, uh, you know, I know you guys don't know this, but his kid Arthur is goddamn photogenic. And it's so cute every time, like, he and his wife Sam uh, post pictures of the kid. It's just super cute. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, Trevor is, like, a big lover of music. And I, I can't even, like, that's, like, an understatement. So, fucking rock on, Trevor. Oh, oh yeah, Trevor. Trevor. Good write-up. Um... Moving on, Eddie from the band Nobody's Fault brought us. Hey Eddie, what's up? Eddie on our uh, Eddie on our uh, oh. Slipknot episode. Fun, fun time. Yeah, that was good. Uh, his suggestion for album of the year here so far is Four Years Strong with the album Brain Pain. Their new album is one of his contenders for album of the year, even though it's only been out since February. Which, honestly, that feels like forever ago. I know it's the right, whole yep. everything warping time perspective, but it, I swear February was at least 30 years ago. <laughs> at least. Which is great because they're almost 20 years into their career. So, you know. Hey, yo. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Four Years Strong have more than solidified their place in the world of pop punk, easy core, whatever you want to call them. And this album shows that they can still do it along with taking different approaches in certain songs like Be, be Good When I'm Gone and Young at Heart. Uh, his favorite tracks on the record are Get Out of My Head and the title track. Both songs make him want to bounce and kick people wherever he goes. So, Eddie with that happy violence. Oh, for sure. Ed- Eddie actually, what he did was he actually picked two albums and he, t- he wrote up two different things. He's like, pick one of them. I don't care. I'm like, what the f- Don't make me know. I want you to pick. So it was between this one and uh, Hot Mulligan's new album, uh, uh, and I went with this one because I actually I actually listened to this uh, Four Years Strong album. I did listen to part of Hot Mulligan, but I didn't listen to it as much as this Four Years Strong album. Sure, sounds like it's um, a great pick. Oh yeah, it's a great pick. Um, moving on, uh, Corey. Uh, the thing about Corey is like him and I played a lot of shows together. Him and his band, me and my band. Obviously, he was recently in the band. Nacho Montana, I think they're still kind of doing things. I really hope they are, because they were a fun group. That was a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, uh, Corey, uh, he picked Spanish Love Songs, Brave Faces, Everyone. And this, like, when I first heard Spanish Love Songs and uh, uh, this this album, I should say, I, like, immediately thought of Corey, because Corey is actually a big uh, Menzingers fan. And I, like, thought that Spanish Love Songs and the Menzingers kind of, I, I don't want to say went hand in hand, but I feel like... No, they're similar. In my mind... In, in my mind, I did call Spanish Love Songs the younger brother of the Menzingers, and I thought that was pretty uh, accurate. Um, now, what Corey wrote was, I wouldn't necessarily call this a perfect album. It effectively toes the line between Midwest punk and post-hardcore, but what makes the album great is, in, uh, is that each song looms so massive in its production, in its writing, and it's in, in its earnest earnestness of the lyrics uh, that it seems destined to be one of those generational albums that defines an era in time so uniquely perfect that it will live on and like a fine wine potentially only better with age Uh, every track vividly reflects on the struggles of everyday life depression drug addiction credit card debt rising rent prices and the stigma that comes with every poor choice uh, we may have made along the way there is a self-awareness to escapism, uh, to self-medicating as a way of avoiding not responsibility, but the reality of life's uh, obstacles and the daunting truth that these obstacles are getting worse. Uh, you can feel the desperate yearning for relief, yet in spite of the agony and hopelessness throughout, when singer Dylan Slocum, Slocum? Sure, yeah, yeah. That's his name. 
uh, asserts uh, in the closing. Oh, <laughs> That's no. gross. Come on, you're really ruining wow. this, Tony. God damn it. Yeah, sorry, Fucking sorry, Dylan. Dylan Slocum asserts in the closing moments of the album's title track, we don't have to fix everything at once. We were never, we were never broken. Life's just very long. You're injected a, a welcome dose of optimism, and there's a chance to reflect perhaps on your own life's journey and think, as imperfect as we may deal with shit at times, uh, as long as we don't give up, it might be okay. And I thought, like, that this is another reason why I changed my vote, because I was I, I had to change my album, because, like, Corey, like, summed it up so perfectly. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck. I feel like whatever I would say, it would not make up for what he just said about this album. Plus, like, I would just be stealing whatever Corey said, because, like, he fucking nailed it. Like, I think that's absolutely perfect. Uh, his recommended tracks are uh, Routine Pain, uh, Kick, Losers, and Losers 2. And, uh, yeah, I can't say enough about this album, too. It's pretty damn good. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed listening to, to it, too. Um, it's it's intense, though. Like Yeah, for sure. Um, it's that kind of melodic... Uh, like probably melodic punk style, maybe uh, first wave emo before you know uh, the emo scene. Like so, right, like your Jimmy Ameri- Worlds, your uh, American Real Estates, yeah, yeah. So that kind of first emo wave kind of stuff, and I, I enjoyed yeah. a listen. Yeah, I'll no, it was very, it. very well. It was very well done, and then uh, yeah. Corey's a good dude. Corey's a fucking talented lyricist, um, you know, talented music writer and everything. He's a really good dude. Um, so hopefully he's not jumping off the writing songs bandwagon just yet. All right. And our last uh, entry of the Comic Quarter this week is coming from Nora, who is a uh, music lover and also a sister uh, to Evan from Peshtigo. What? That is not her. That's oh, not her. I got confused. I. That's not her. Sorry. No, no, Nora's that's Dusty's uh, wife. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I confused the names. I'm really. I was like really confused. All right, about... so never mind. This is our pal Dusty's uh, no, wife, never mind. who's also our own person. So I don't need to hey. you know, uh, introduce her just as Dusty's wife. But um, Nora here uh, is talking about the Federal Empire Road Through Hell. And of course, right away, I have to go. So, my husband, Dusty. <laughs> so, yes, our pal Dusty this. is now mentioned again. Uh, anyways, I first heard and saw the Federal Empire at the Ray for the 2019 snow show when we saw Ava. I think it's Angel. I think it's Oh, Angels is that and Angels Airways? and Airways? That's right. They stay all yeah. that way. Uh, have to. In- you know, have to put in Tom's love for aliens. He probably thinks it's a different <laughs> language. Uh, so right, for sure. <laughs> we didn't know who they were. We totally chuckled when they came out because they were super short dudes. I could barely see them myself. <laughs> short kings. Um, they were so much fun. Our kids love them. Wait, our kids love them. Uh, Bad Habits yeah. has become one of our fa- family songs, you could say. Oh, that's sweet. Among others, of course, this being the tamest. They were coming back to Milwaukee in March, and we bought tickets for the whole family as a surprise. The kids' first concert. We were hoping it'll still happen. That's a bummer. Uh, Chad Wolf is a super down-to-earth guy who has an awesome voice for a Carolina liar. There are a ton of super catchy songs and soothing guitar. I love it hard. Happy face emoji. Seriously. Yeah, no. um, So that's a nice, nice, joyous album review at the end of Comic Con. The thing about Nora and Dusty is, like, they're a heavy music-loving family. Like, they have three kids. They're all really cool kids. 
I remember, okay, so we were playing, I play, I used to play softball with Dusty, and their kids were, like, super nice, like, they would, like, be polite to other people that they didn't know, like, I think they were, like, nice to my mom once, and that was pretty cool, I don't fucking know, but they were really, they're really, they're really cool kids, and, like, uh, they, they're, they're a nice, happy family where they just, like, share music, and music kind of keeps their family rolling, it's absolutely cool. Um, in fact, one of their kids, I don't want to, I don't want to brag or anything, man. I don't want to brag or anything, but one of their kids really likes the uh, the zombie song that I wrote with not exactly uh, radio. Uh, sorry, heroes uh, back in the day. Yeah, really like that song. Yeah, they, uh, play it every once in a while. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but no, like Dusty and uh, Nora, sweet people, love them, and I, I love their passion for music as well. Um. So that was our comment section, our comment corner. God, I already fucked up the title. Comment corner, love that stuff. I hope we can keep doing this every week. I love this. All right. Um, But besides that, we didn't want to get into every album that was suggested. Let's give a list of albums that were suggested that people should possibly check out. Uh, Kevin, you want to start it out? Sure. A couple other suggested albums so far. We got Joy Wave with their album Possession. Uh, Somebody else also Mm -hmm. felt the same way you did, Tony, about album of the year with uh, (laughs) suggesting Tame Impala, The Slow Rush. Uh, Fantagram Mm -hmm. with Ceremony. And one of my favorite artists from last year that I discovered, Carolina Rose, put on a new album called Superstar. And it's kind of a banger. Carolina Rose, she was at Riot Fest. She was. Or they were at Riot Fest. Yeah, she was at Riot Fest. Um, Yeah, I thought so. I thought I heard. I remember that. Um, More that we can go down. Ozzy Osbourne has a new album, Ordinary Man. This is like... I'm still like surprised that he's still writing music for how old he is and how much trouble he's been getting into with like health wise, not like right. he's going to jail for shit. <laughs> I like uh, uh, <laughs> I like uh, that single he did with uh, Post Malone. Oh yeah, that, that was, was good a, too. That was a good song. I liked it. Um, but did you did you actually hear the song "Ordinary Man" with Elton John? No, I should. I didn't know Elton. Yeah, did a track that's. With him. No, it's like they actually we actually played on the hog, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I never thought I would hear Elton John on the hog, but here we are. Ozzy Osbourne put him on the hog. It was so good, but no, it's a damn good track too. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's "Ordinary Man," Green Day, "Father of All." I hear a lot of complaints about that one, <laughs> but we still got fucking. I'm okay with it. I am okay but with why? it. Like, it's so bad. Sing- some of their singles, some of their singles remind me of Queens of the Stone Age. There, I fucking said it, and I thought it was pretty good. Don't don't make that I, face, Kevin. Uh... Go fuck yourself. Whenever I see Green Day releases a new album, I just play Dookie again. <laughs> no, it's not a bad. Uh, hey. I do have to say I did like Billy Joel Armstrong's uh, cover of "I Think We're Alone Now." Uh, okay, that was a great little song he put out here that he's doing during quarantine. He's doing like a cover uh, every couple weeks or something like that. But Father All was so garbage. It was such a. It bad, wasn't. Gar- it was such a bad album. <laughs> It's so Speak- Kevin, man. Speaking Kevin, of man. I'm sorry Queens. if it's your favorite, but I'm. Oh man. Speaking of Queens, Hold- I tried to find songs for for the deaf on vinyl. Man, that was expensive. Great album. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but more albums to look at. Childish Gambino came out with an album, uh, three, fifteen, twenty, uh, which is actually like if you play the album, it's all time signatures, not time signatures, uh, just time something time something right. where so it's like the album dropped on march 15th 2020 yeah. so that's the name of the album and then all yes. of the titles with the exception of like one or two of the tracks because they were originally uh songs he had put out before it's just where mm-hmm. in the album the song starts playing so like yeah one track yeah. will be twelve thirty-five, and that's because it's 12 minutes and 35 seconds 35 and- into the album that 
that song Absolutely. starts playing. Um, yeah, so that's a really good album, too. I have to give that a couple more listens myself. Um, also, Stefan Malkmus uh, with his album Traditional Techniques. Tony? Uh, Best Coast. I enjoy them. Uh, they made uh, they made one called Always Tomorrow this year. Uh, Drain. California Cursed. The Trolls World Tour soundtrack, which is basically yep. uh, Justin Timberlake pop album. For the most part, yep. um, I enjoy an Anderson Pack uh, Pack uh, Justin Timberlake song off of there called "Don't Slack." And then I, uh, I well, oh. before we get past the next one for Trolls for Trolls World Tour, I went up to uh, Lost Whale and the boys there, uh, Trip and Dan. I asked them what their favorite album was, and Trip looked me dead in the face because he's got two young kids. <laughs> he's got two little kids, and he's got this, his little girl Mabel loves Trolls, uh, and he just looked at me dead in the face and he's like, "Trolls World Tour soundtrack, fucking talk about it." I'm like, "What?" She's crazy. He's like, "I'm like." He's like, there's no debate. You have to talk about it. You have to say something about it here. And here we are talking about Tro's World Tour soundtrack. And he just, like, said that I should erase everything else we're about to talk to <laughs> talk about in this episode and just talk mm-hmm. about Tro's World Tour. Love it. Um, another, another group we interviewed and had on and a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. All right. Um, and then finally, Oh Brother. Uh, enjoy that movie. But uh, it's also a band, and they released You and I. Yeah, that's some good stuff here. And then before we actually get off of the 2020 releases, we got to give a shout out to a couple of local homies that have been on the show or talked to us or you know some sort of engagement with us. Uh, they released some singles, uh, Fuzzy Surf with their Electric Trick that came out a couple, I think like just a bit of, like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Pesh. Pesh to go. They have some heavy ties with Highberry. Uh, they made a Highberry theme because Highberry has their own podcast talking about the Chicago Bears, but we don't talk uh, about that. But also, but, shout out to Highberry for being smart, not opening. I enjoyed yes, their yes. sets. I, I, I kind of yeah. wish a few other places, were, like every place around uh, where we live here that we follow on the social medias, they're all like very respectable. It's like, we know that the Safe at Home just got uh, overturned by the, but we're not going to open. We're going to play it safe. Highbury's just like <laughs> fuck your shit. We're staying. I know. Like, fuck you, you, stupid. Fuck you. What are you dumb? Highbury's been. Highbury is really good. Actually, Amber and I bought a case of Riverwestein there. I'd like to support. They have a beer store right now. So oh, if you ah. need to get some beer, go to Highbury. Get you a case. You can get four packs. You can get. You don't have to get a case. Uh, but we got a case of Riverwestein. It was. Pretty I told good. myself I wasn't going to um, drink beer this weekend because I put on the quarantine twenty here real quick. Uh, oh, so. shut up, Kevin. I lost a pound. Fuck you, nice. Kevin. Uh, thanks. <laughs> uh, Genesis Renji, he was on the ben, show with us recently. If what? you take a toosie and then weigh yourself, that's just, <laughs> that, 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 that's just cheating. <laughs> it counts. It counts. I will keep doing it. I will weigh myself, take a toosie, and then weigh myself again. That is exactly how it's going to go down. That's how we get through this together, Tony. Ben's, Kevin, Ben's not get gonna, back here, you fucking Ben's not gonna, shit for, not gonna shit for two weeks. And then gonna make sure that and be like, yeah, look at that. Twenty that's how you get blood cancer. Don't do that. Oh God. Anyways, anyways, Genesis Renji Genesis did not Renji. deserve this. <laughs> he did not deserve this whatsoever. Genesis Renji, he's putting out a lot of singles actually, uh, but one of our favorites is "Let's Be Honest." Um, he's a good dude. He talked about us with, uh, what was that? That was um, The Cool, right? Yep, Lupe Fiasco. 
Lupe Fiasco. That was really good. He was really passionate about that fun. album. A lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Another highlight. Um, also, Trey, uh, Trey just came out with Essential as Fuck. Uh, and then also Cardiac DePulse came out with their, his single, Right, to- uh, right Time. Uh, and then also, go ahead, Kevin, you got one on here too. Uh, so... Not really an album, uh, not really an EP, but Gorillas have been doing kind of a collab situation that they're calling uh, the Song Factory mm-hmm. or Song Machine I, or Music Machine. I, I should be <laughs> better. Song Machine is okay. what it's called. Uh, they've put out four songs here this year so far, uh, dating back to, all the way back to February with uh, Momentary Bliss, where they had Slow Tie and Slaves on the track. Uh, mm-hmm. Desolée with Fautumata Diawara. I okay. butchered her name. I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, no. Aries with Peter Hook from uh, the band New Order and Georgia. I don't know where Georgia is from, other than it being a state. I know it's not the state, but... And then uh, their last song that they put out here was in memory of Tony Allen, who just passed away. Uh, uh, mm. But... Him and Skepta were on the last track, uh, and they're all fucking great. So go listen to those. Okay, love it. Yeah, that was good stuff. All right, well, that was kind of our episode. That kind of wraps it all up here. You guys got any last words? Mm, before I not at all. Okay, <laughs> Tony, thank you, Kevin. Uh, support your local scenes. A whole bunch of uh, venues right now are really hurting. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Ben can include links to different uh, uh, charities and whatnot and fundraisers that are going on right now. But Absolutely. Also, uh, be smart, be safe. Wear a mask. Pretty easy. Don't worry, you're not being demasculized by wearing a mask. <laughs> God, oh. Anyways, sorry. Anyways, I'm just saying. People I don't know fucking... whether to boo or to cheer that pun. <laughs> I mean... I'm just. Oh, I, I didn't even mean to make it a pun. I didn't even know it was a pun. <laughs> Shit. Well, anyways, I know. I didn't think about it though. So, anyways, God, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's our that's our halfway point sort of ish episode uh, of 2020. We're gonna get through this together. Make sure you support local businesses, support local uh, local venues. Even if you're not from Milwaukee, support local something there because they need your help just as now just as much as we do here in Milwaukee. So. Anyways, not exactly radio. Make sure you follow us Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram. Uh, we're going to take off here. I'm Benny K, and that is... Tony Just Tony. Tony Just Tony. Kevin, thanks again for joining us on the show. Always a pleasure. And uh, we're going to talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.